0: Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. My name is Ginny Yurich. I'm the founder of 1000 Hours Outside and I have a very unique and wonderful guest here today. I'm so excited about this episode. Sarah Ernst from Wild Pickle Press is an award winning children's author an illustrator and a musician. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I am elated.
0: Sarah, this is exciting. And you're kicking us off with a song. So tell us about the song and then can't wait to hear it.
1: Okay. So just to brief you on this song of every, you even said that you didn't know, had never heard this and every single performance I've ever done, no one has ever known what it is so i love teaching this this is one of my favorite things to teach in nature and it's called an uthica and an uthica for those who have never heard of it is another name for a praying mantis egg or egg case and that is genuinely its name so when i first discovered this name years ago i thought first of all what a an incredibly unique name for an egg case and it's so special and unique sounding, it needs its own song. And so mm-hmm. that's what I did. And so I felt like it was such a great way to just introduce not only a new word in nature to kids and their grown-ups, but that way, once they're familiar with it and they find one out in nature, mm-hmm. then they'll be able to call it by its scientific name. So this is called Uthika. <laughs> The praying mantis has a very special egg. One that has a very special name. Listen carefully. It's an oop 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 an oop oop an oop oop the That's a praying mantis egg. Try it. Oop oop the cut, an oop. kind of looks like a toasted marshmallow, it kind of does, or maybe just a bit like a beehive, but it's definitely not a mallow, it's definitely not for bees, it's a home for praying mantis babies, here we go, it's an oo the an oo the ka, And oop the that's a praying mantis, hey, come on, oo the an Mantis egg. You might just find one hanging in a tree or inside of some bushy shrubbery. And when spring comes around, if you are lucky, you will catch this wonderful, incredible, amazing, unique egg. Catch. Here we go. It's an oop oop ootheca, oop and That's a praying mantis egg. One more time. and It's a praying mantis egg. Yes, a praying mantis egg. And I promise that's its name. Even though it's kind of strange, it's a praying mantis egg. Ooh, the cat. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Sarah,
0: I love it. I love it. I'm so glad we've connected. It was so I fun know. to prepare for your podcast because I went on your website and I was listening to all of your different songs and they're like enchanting folk kids nature songs that parents like too. And I love them. And Thank you. <laughs> that one is so unique. And I love that you're combining this love of nature with this love of learning and how music oh, yes. helps us remember. So yeah, welcome. What a cool kickoff to a show. We have never had that before. Tell hear. us a little bit about yourself.
1: So I am a Virginia girl and I'm still in Virginia um, around the bottom of the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I, I grew up in nature. I mean, genuinely, we, most of my childhood, we were in very rural areas. Um, I mean, you know, the kind where you pass maybe a neighbor's house, but they're not neighbors enough that you ever chat really or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother and I were just, we were always in creeks. We were always up trees. We were always catching crawdads and you know, mining for mm-hmm. gold, um, you know, AKA pyrite and, you know, all of those things. And so nature, it's such a huge part of my own childhood. I feel like my parents never, never hindered us. Obviously mm-hmm. there was caution, you know, and rules, mm-hmm. but we had such a free childhood in that sense where we were constantly building forts and lean tos and, trying to build our own log cabin, you know, actually out of fallen logs and, you know, all yeah. those things. And we had the freedom to do that. And it was such a rich, rich, um, just joyful childhood yeah. when I yeah. think about those times outside. And so that's it's just part of my DNA. And yeah. I've just never really been one of those people that i squeak when I see bugs or anything. And it's okay if those who are listening, it's fine if you do. I'm not saying that I pick all of them up. They just don't tend to to bother me unless they're, you know, looking to land on me and suck my life essence from me. You
0: know? right, <laughs> right.
1: the but um, snakes, all those things, they just, they don't bother me. So I feel very connected when I'm in nature. And so that that's the nature part of me. I I also love to be creative. It's just mm-hmm. that's that's the other huge part of me. All growing up, I loved art. I love telling stories. It was such mm-hmm. an outlet for me. Um, my I was actually homeschooled for seven years. My mom was an English teacher prior to that, and even after she finished with us, and so obviously writing and those things were highly encouraged. Mm-hmm. And I just enjoyed it. I still have. Little stories that I wrote when I was young, and I tried to illustrate, and make little you know wow. covers for, and everything. And um, so art was a huge part of my life, and just being creative. And even as I got older, that kind of took different turns. My my grandfather did a lot of creative things. He was an engineer and all of that, but he also did photography, and he loaned me his camera at one point when I was about. 14 or 15. And I took one class in high school and my teacher, I guess he liked something in my work (laughs) that he saw. And I started second shooting with him at weddings when I was just 15. Yeah. And I just, so that became a huge part of me as well. Just putting that creativity into photography. And so I started my own photography business Um, actually 20 years ago now and um, I was fresh out of college pretty much and it was it's just been wonderful it's a it's a rewarding way for me to be creative with people Mm -hmm. but still be very connected with them I'm now photographing children who I first photographed when they were just born and now I'm sending them off as high school seniors and it's 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 very it's bizarre and rewarding all at the same time. Yeah. And um so that's the photography side of things. And then as far as the books, books actually started before music and it was 2017 and I couldn't sleep one night and I I just had this rhyme, this whole story rhyme pop into my head. And mm. it was about 1 or 1:30 1 a.m. That that's that is not very uncommon for me, not the sleeping part, but for things to just pop into my head like that. At
0: night. At night. I wonder what I wonder what it is about that. I think that's <laughs> I don't, somewhat par- I, don't, common. I, don't,
1: I don't know, but my parents are acupuncturists and do things with Chinese medicine. I'm sure my mom would say it's something, you know, yeah. there's mm-hmm. there's something somewhere heart related or something. But so I wrote my first book actually that night. I just didn't realize I would turn it into something at the time. And that was called Dragons Really Do Love Tea. And I loved the little rhyme. I went over it the next day and it, I'd always wanted to have a book of my own, not it, not even for sale necessarily. I It was just yeah. something for myself, just kind of a childhood bucket list Um yeah. Item I wanted to cross off. And something so wonderful about this day and age is that we have so many things at our fingertips now that we, we did not years and years and years ago. And mm. that part of publishing or self-publishing and music and those things are, are really such a blessing for those of us who are wanting to try to share with people mm. intentional, you know, intentionally and um, not have all of the extra strings. But Anyway, I just, I don't know. There were so many reasons we're all busy, you know, when is life not busy? And I could have found a thousand reasons not to do it, but I realized I just didn't want to find myself 85 years old and wondering why I never tried it just Mm -hmm. once just to have one book, even if a box ended up in the attic, you know, no one ever read it. And so that's what I did. And that's where the book started. And my local bookstore kind of picked up on it. They loved the first one, and it just Mm -hmm. kind of went from there. And I genuinely had no intention of of selling it initially. It was just going to be (laughs) for me. So the books took a very interesting turn that I didn't expect. And then to segue into the music, that was also a very unexpected journey. And I have to preface this with that I... If someone had told me a number of years ago that I would be writing music, (laughs) performing music, I mean, genuinely, I would have laughed. Like, no, never. First of all, I'm the photographer. I'm the one behind the camera. I don't mind. I'm very social, obviously. I work with people and children all the time, but that was not my thing. Hmm. And at the time, I was hosting a nature group for children around... Uh, three to five years old, three to seven with their mamas. And it was wonderful. And we would go on hikes, but we would be in the woods and the rivers. And, you know, in Virginia, we have three venomous snakes. I don't know how many you have there, but Mm -hmm. we have three. And I really wanted some different ways to help them learn and remember maybe what they looked like, the markings or what to do if we saw them and also we have black bear here and a lot of them. And so, you know, I wanted, I was trying to think of something like, how can I help these littles remember what to do if we come across a bear? And I, the thought occurred to me, could I write a song that might be catchy and help them remember? And that's how it started. It was only for that nature group. So I wrote yeah. a song called his, his. That's what, <laughs> that's why it says for Virginians because it's about our three venomous. Snakes. Oh, that's
0: so interesting. I wondered.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. That's why it says for Virginians. Um, it's mm-hmm. so that was the very first song. They loved it. The kids loved it. The mom said afterwards, you know, even our husbands are, you know, singing his, hiss, and they even haven't even heard the whole thing. And I thought, well, that's great. It's, it's catchy. That was the whole point, you know, that they mm-hmm. learn. Uh, then I wrote the bear song and they loved that. And, you know, I couldn't stop after that. Then I just started writing like a crazy person. And it it was still just for the nature group. Literally no one outside of the nature group or my own family knew that I even had a ukulele, let alone played wow. it or did anything with no one. <laughs> wow, and Sarah. It, it, it was actually the moms. The moms of the group were the ones that encouraged me to do something more with it. And encouraged me to share it with others. And my initial reaction was, no, thank you. <laughs> that is not my thing. I love doing this for you guys. And that's about where it ends. And they just kept encouraging me. And mm-hmm. that's that's why I ended up starting to put something out there. And that was only three years ago. And uh, I feel nice. like it has been such an amazing, unexpected, beautiful, organic journey that has led me to where I'm at right now with all of this. And so that's that's why I love sharing it so much because I was never out to try to do this or build an empire or anything. I just, I wrote it for children, for yeah. children, and I loved it. And I still love it. And I love sharing it with them. So
0: (laughs) Sarah, I love your story. And the songs are so charming. I think that one thing that's really a difficult thing to figure out is how to write music that children love that doesn't irritate parents. And I think that (laughs) that's hard to find. And your music does it. And that's rare that it's enchanting and it's darling and the kids are learning And I like the sound of it. And so I really, I loved going through and listening to the different clips that you have on your website on wildpicklepress.com. And I know your music is anywhere where people can get music. I think a really neat part of your story, which is a good reminder and technology gets a bad rap a lot, but. Technology is allowing people to break into markets that normally wouldn't have been able to. And so to be able to get a children's book, to be able to distribute music that's enchanting and helps kids learn, but you don't have to be a part of some big organization, you can still get your voice out there, I think is such a cool... I cool think it's a brave thing, Sarah. Well done.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, like I said, it all, it honestly all just sort of happened very organically. So it's, it's really been wonderful. But it's, it's been wonderful to, I think it was those first two songs, Hiss, Hiss, and the Bear Song, that I realized I can teach nature and, of course, you know, encourage imaginations and, and all of that that we love. But I can teach through song. You know, yes. I can do this. And that was so, I mean, empowering in a way, but just a wonderful feeling and a wonderful thought that I could share something with children or even grown-ups. you know, Uthika. Yeah. And it's funny how many people mm-hmm. walk away from my performances. They're like, Uthika, you know, and I'm like, I'm telling you, you're going to remember now if you can remember the word Uthika. But um, there's just so much out there. It's a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. It is
0: a powerful. powerful yeah. You, you had... Um... When we've been talking about getting ready for this podcast, one of the topics that came up is that music is such a powerful learning tool. So let's let's talk about that. I mean, you say there's so many things that it does for us.
1: There are. And when you think about, of course, even let's say the the wildest of families who are almost always outside, you know, the kids are barefoot, they're climbing trees, however you want to describe it, even those families Music itself, it isn't that you aren't already learning in nature. It's the fact that it's another resource. Mm -hmm. It's another tool, or it can be. I try to have my music be that tool. You know, in a world of wheels on the bus and everything, which I'm not knocking those songs, it's more the how can we use music to help us learn in nature and also to create help create that curiosity. So, for example, let's take Uthika, for example. Once someone hears that song, a child might have an interest spark and be more likely to then go search in the trees or go search in the bushes for that Uthika. It's now become, I know what this is, hmm. I'd like to find it. Or if they then come across one. They know what it is. And there's a knowledge that they have now put with it other than just, I found this, this is interesting. We looked it up. It's connected with something musical and music itself. Yeah.
0: And music itself. I was going to say, or if they burn their marshmallow (laughs) that can remind them of that. I mean, it does kind of look like that. That's so interesting.
1: It, it truly does. So I actually, this is, I'm going to just show this. So if we're doing video. So mm-hmm. this is, um, an Uthaca for those who have never seen one. This one is so big. It actually looks like a heart on the bottom, which does. is fantastic. But these are often found on branches and especially Christmas trees. If you get your Christmas trees unsprayed look for uthica friends i'm telling you right now because they love pine trees Hmm. and as soon as you bring them in they're meant those uthicas are thick and they are meant to go through the winter so when they come inside the warmth tricks them into thinking it's spring and it's ready to come so they will hatch and you will have hundreds of little praegmansis all over your house um But yes, that, that connection is what I'm going for. And so that's just one example, Mm -hmm. but let's, let's say that there are people who aren't in nature as much using that music is such a foundation. Then go ahead and introduce those things in music. Mm -hmm. And then once the child is getting outside more, so I say, don't, you know, let babies listen, let toddlers listen, you know, they're Mm. just little sponges. And then they'll be more intrigued by fireflies. They'll be more intrigued by, um, you know, whatever, grasshoppers, whatever it might be Mm. that I can provide in a song.
0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing, It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit betterhelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 1000 hours. When the skies open up, While others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody, and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing vessies, stormburst boots, to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at vessi.com slash outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's v-e-s-s-i.com slash outside for 15% off your first order. You have clouds, cocoons, clouds. campfires, yes. oh, seeds, constellations, all these different things. I've only yes. ever found one praying mantis sack. And that's one of my favorite insects is the praying mantis. I think they're so cool looking. But it does. You hear the song and then you think, oh, I probably should go look for one. (laughs) I haven't really been looking lately. So I love that. It sparks your imagination. It sparks curiosity. And interestingly, Sarah, I feel like with these podcasts that sometimes these themes emerge. Over the course of a couple episodes, and so song has come up several times recently. I talked to this um, woman named Sarah Baldwin, and she has a toy yeah. company called Bella Luna Toys. Yeah. And in her book, she was talking about how song was part of culture. It was part of the workday for such a long period of time, and that it's not anymore. So it gives the rhythm, and you had said, you know, it gets our our toes tapping and our hands clapping, and it just. It goes in deep into the body. So I that thought that was sense. neat. And she talked about the breath work. It helps get you ready for birth. I'd never heard that before. And then, oh yeah, there's a lot. And then Jennifer Pepito, she just wrote a yeah. book called Mothering by the Book and she has yeah. an entire chapter, Sarah, about song, about singing, about how it helps with your mental health and all of, in your emotional health and all these different things. So it's neat that all of these themes are coming through and there's a, a woman named Carla Hannaford, she wrote a book called Smart Moves. And it's about why learning is not just sitting. It's, you know, why learning is not all in your head. But she talks about how when you play an instrument, it helps protect your brain function. It helps.
1: Absolutely. It helps
0: to ward off things like Alzheimer's and dementia. It's a, a much less percentage of chance that you'll get that if you play a musical instrument. And so it's so neat. This has been such an interesting path to see this music woven all the way yeah. through. And, and to hear you talk about these different songs that you're writing and I love how you say it's portable. You can take your ukulele anywhere. So can we talk about the songs are so cute. Can we talk about the different albums? Which one came out first?
1: Yeah, and absolutely. I'm just, and and we'll talk about, I just want to backtrack real quick, just because Mm -hmm. you were mentioning how the breath work and all of that. And just to touch on that really quickly before we move on, just that music itself, when you think about it, I mean, it is, um, it is emotional, Mm-hmm. It's absolutely emotional on every level. When you really think about it, think about the songs that mean something to you. Why, why do people play certain songs at their wedding? You know, they'll, the reception they want to dance. So there are certain things. Uh, they may dance with someone to something specific because why? There's a connection to it. It means something. It's emotional. There are reasons, you know, that certain rhythms make us want to move, it's developmental. Hmm. even not just for kids but for grown-ups and so that's a huge part of it you know and I also yes I write about nature but I write about feelings and stuff too Mm -hmm. and it's giving children it's a universal language it really is and it gives children an outlet that isn't just in a picture book which obviously I love picture books but it's not just a book and it's not just someone telling them so It's Mm -hmm. in a song and a song soothes and a song makes you move and a song makes you feel, and Mm -hmm. it's a completely different resource. And that's why I feel like it's so important to do it. And yes, portable also in the sense that on, when you're on the road trip, are you going camping? Awesome. Put on, you know, some music in the car and start listening Mm -hmm. to say camp out or constellations or those things that once you're there, then talk about them, then utilize it, you know, oh, but lay that foundation.
0: Interesting. I was thinking about it in terms of you can take your voice and your little ukulele anywhere, but true, it's with digital music. And like digital, you said, you yes. have these things that are on different platforms. That on your Spotify, you can just turn it on and yes. you can have it on anywhere. I love yes. that.
1: Yeah, because how amazing to, you know, be camping somewhere and just have it on your phone. And even though a lot of people like to unplug and I I absolutely respect that, but, you know, maybe just settling in even just a couple of songs, just a couple of soothing songs or Firefly or something that's just like, wow, while you're laying there or while you're sitting around that campfire, having a camp out or you're about to go into the tent or whatever it is. Be in a field, you're seeing the grasshoppers, put it on. When I'm doing performances, I always ask the kids, I'm like, okay, imagine that we are grasshoppers down the field and they are imp- unpredictable. So you get to be and do whatever your little unpredictable grasshopper self wants to do. You know, I just utilize it as this fun and emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so sorry, I backtracked, but I just no, it's such a that. huge part of music. So I wanted yeah. to touch on that, but...
0: Yeah. So you have these four albums and each I wrote down just because this is the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. I know they have (laughs) a lot of songs, but each each album has nature songs as a part of them. There wasn't one that didn't. And so so which is which is the first one that came out?
1: So the very first album is called Imagine, Feel, Wander. And it's full of songs that I felt were exactly that. That's why that's the title because there are songs that lead to imagination. There are songs about feelings that make you feel. And there are songs just about wandering and curiosity and learning.
0: Mm -hmm. And I I loved, can I tell you some of the things that stood out to me from that one? There was one called tea party in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) oh so cute and you talk about the owls will bring some food and just a little gathering so this one had clouds a bug a firefly in the darkness in the night i see a hundred twinkling lights how beautiful being wild and free my cocoon this the one about seasons was a great learning season and in fact okay actually i just saw this instagram account i don't know if you've seen it 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 blew up i think just within the past couple days but there is this guy and he's on the streets it looks like he's in like new york or some populated place okay. and he's asking people these sort of sort of somewhat basic questions you know that you think that most people would know like how many days are in a year and you know oh, and it's no. just it's fine it's funny <laughs> it's fine you know but he does ask somebody how many seasons and she says 12. So that made me think of it, made me think of this. That's because, Yes, I know. So you have the seasons, how many seasons are in a year? And then you say three more left. And um, yes. and the camp, the camp at one had the fire crackling sounds. Yes. Are you able to pick a favorite from an album or is that too hard?
1: It is too hard. And I'll tell you, because each of them not a single one of those songs has ever been forced. And by that, I mean, because I just know this about myself, it's like a book or anything else. If it comes, it comes. And that's kind of what I wrote. I can, yeah. I mean, I could sit down and be intentional about trying to write something, but it wouldn't feel right. It would feel forced. Yeah. And all of those songs I wrote for a reason in that moment. And so I, I love so many of them,
0: I, and also yeah, I couldn't pick a favorite either because they're all uniquely different and they're yes they're fantastic. And like I said, I only Thank there's you. twenty songs on that album, so I only highlighted some of the nature ones. I know there's other things too. What which yes. one came next? What was the second one?
1: So then the second one was hello song hello rhyme, and that one is unique because it's actually half. Original songs and half original poetry. I Mm. am a huge fan of poetry. I love rhyme so much. And I'm a firm believer that it is absolutely crucial to children's development of just vocabulary and learning just rhythm of words and everything. Mm -hmm. And so I know that that isn't something that typically someone would go and just be like, oh, here's a, A CD or something of poems. Let's just listen. And maybe someone will, but I wanted it half song and half poems. And so like Creek Bed, there's a poem Mm -hmm. called Creek Bed on that album. And it's just kind of a soothing nighttime poem about all the little critters in a creek bed and how it's very much like tucking yourself into your own, but different in nature and things like that. So
0: that harkens back to your childhood of spending time in creek beds and uh, absolutely. <laughs> I always say a creek bed is a gem. There, they can be hard to find. Oh. That bit of shallow water that's oh, cool and safe to take small kids to. So I love that. I actually had an author on way back, S.D. Smith, and he writes these Green Ember books. And he said that he attributed all a a good portion of his creativity back to those days of romping through the woods. And so it's neat to hear your story as being somewhat similar. You know, spent all this time outside and it really does just foster creativity. I liked in that one the stick song. Yes, I
1: love the stick song.
0: (laughs) Never say a stick is just a stick. Never, so cute. Then you have kids' voices in there.
1: Yes, yes. So I have. I specifically had on some of them children. Record, You know, also singing in the background just because that's cute. That's mostly what I do. And when I'm out and performing, sometimes I'll have I have an extra microphone and sometimes I'll have kids come up Mm. and join me for the song. But it's just it's why I do it. And it's who I do it for. And it just felt right to have, you know, child like voices on there, you know, to to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that
0: one, that one has nature buddies, which which has the the line "We'll wash off the, all the dirt." I thought yes. was cute and constellations, yes. and then there's a Christmas one,
1: mm-hmm. dreaming in December. Yes, that came next, and that is one. I mean, I love something about all of them again because I I wrote them for a reason, and they were intentional. But I love that one. I and I love Christmas. I love Christmas songs, you know, and the old favorites and the classics, but for, for me and my own music, I like feeling cozy at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. There is nothing more that I just want to feel cozy. And, you know, there's a song on there called "Forest Christmas tree. And even that, I mean, all the things I think of it's either because I know that a child would enjoy doing it. Or a lot of times I, I really do think of my own childhood or experiences Mm -hmm. that I've had where I have gone through the woods looking for a Christmas tree, you know, or the perfect Mm -hmm. cup of cocoa where it's just, you know, that cup of hot chocolate, but it's very soothing. Um, There are a few just fun things on there that are, you know, a little faster, but overall, it's just a a short Mm -hmm. holiday cozy
0: feel. And you know, that's, I mean, it really is right around the corner. I think, you know, once the school year starts, all of a sudden we're real close. And you have one called Becoming a Snowflake. So it's also probably just good for the entire winter season. Some of those songs are. Yes. And then your newest album, and I know you have singles as well as these four albums, but your newest one is a bedtime one.
1: It is. And. Yes, I I had some songs in my head that were I felt very soothing and I wanted to share. And there were some already on some of the other albums like Firefly and Goodnight to You. Those are ones that are uh, bedtime songs and very soothing, but I wanted something that was very intentionally about bedtime. And so yes, that's my newest one and it has songs like nocturnal animals because even things like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, older children might know what nocturnal means, but for the most part, a much younger child might not know. So it's introducing terms and it's introducing animals that are nocturnal and what they might be doing at that time of night. And And those kind of things. And so it is. It's just my way of bringing things I love about nature into my music, whether it's bedtime or otherwise. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. You talk about they stay awake all night, but sleep all day. And I had written down this before bed stretch. Look to the sky. Reach for the stars. Sway. Like a, like a tree branch, branch. when it's yeah. breezy. i mean just such beautiful imagery and the songs are just are so lovely and then and then you have these seven singles so you've done all of this in the past three years is that what you said yeah.
1: yes Did you I, have four I, I, albums when you say that it sounds it really sounds crazy yes yes and books
0: four albums and books
1: yes and a so bunch of books, books- Yes. The book started in 2017. So those have gone on a little,
0: not much, not much.
1: (laughs) Yes. The music started. My first album came out in 2019. So this is just my, this, I just hit number three year three in July. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a whirlwind Mm. in a way, but it's such wonderful things that it's, it is weird when I, when I say that out loud, it sounds ridiculous. Like that all happened in such a short amount of time, but, Mm. but it feels so wonderful too yeah. so yeah. It feel like
0: it? yeah they're beautiful songs like I said and I don't Thanks. how do you describe them I don't know if the word I described was was well how would you describe them
1: um yeah I mean because there are so so many that are different um I mean everything from imaginative to calming to mm-hmm. teaching yeah. to perhaps even um you know, like curiosity filling. I mean, yeah. just, I mean, or sparking maybe, you know, where you want to go find out more about that thing, or you yeah. want to be a part of it a little bit more.
0: So it falls into the children's music genre, Correct. but it's not annoying children's music. Thank and and so, so is it, what would you consider that? Is it folky? I mean, with the ukulele, what, what would you call it?
1: Yeah, there is no, re- I mean, yes. So kindy, kindy music. Okay. I mean, most people are familiar, yeah, at least with kindy. I mean, everyone knows the term indie, um, like indie films and stuff. Kindy is basically it's children's independent music. So, okay, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of kindy, but also in this sense, yes, kind of folky, I would say that to some degree. And mm-hmm. I really do appreciate you saying that it isn't annoying music. Cause I do know that is something that, you know, when things You do want, as a parent, if you're going to have your child listen to music, something that you don't mind hearing, yeah, on repeat or whatever. And I, I, if that, if mine are like that, then thank Mm -hmm.
0: you. (laughs) I think books are the same. You know, there's certain books that like I want to read this. I don't mind reading this, or it's got this cute rhyme, or you know, or that type of thing. So I, I love that about your about your music and your book. So let's talk about your book. So yeah, you wrote and illustrated them. So this is the first one. Dragons really do love tea. Yes. Have the small, gray gray goat, so, a, gray
1: goat. Uh-huh, a weathered tail yeah. of
0: the heart you have yeah. tomboy look how cute that is yeah I that's just that a little one. story
1: about friendship I was such a tomboy when I was young and I know yeah. that and I it's not a label and I should say because a lot of people especially nowadays would be like um you know we don't say tomboy and that's okay but in the book it's not even a label and the Book, it's a little girl. Her name's Eleanor Louisa Porter, and it's just a term of endearment from her parents. And she just happens to like the nickname, and that's she just
0: goes by Tomway. cute. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last-minute get-together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chop's hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good chops price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com slash outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com slash outside120 for $120 off. goodchop.com slash outside120 code. Outside 120. I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day and it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com 1000. That's drinkag1.com 1000. Check it out. It's just a story of friendship, so. Yes, and you have Shout No, A Child's Rhyme About Tricky People and What to Do. And then your newest one just came out, Where is Wild, a descriptive word journey for children. So you wrote and illustrated these books. That's phenomenal, Sarah.
1: Thank you. Thank you. They're all very different, but I, I know a lot of illustrators, um, You know, it's a lot of people say it's good to stay with one style. And I understand because then it's recognizable and everything. Hmm. It's hard for me, too, because depending on what it is, and I'll tell you the dragon again, I didn't initially even illustrate that thinking it would be for sale. So Uh when I first thought of making it into a book, I remember mentioning it to my mom. And I said, I think I might actually try this as a book. Well, when I was young, I had drawn her a dragon my, she still has that drawing. And she said, use the dragon, you know, that you drew me. And I was like, mom, I, you know, because I can't, I draw very animated. It's just what it is. And mm-hmm. I pictured it somehow being a little bit more grand if I could make it. And she was like, I love that dragon. Use the dragon. <laughs> so anyway, I ended up using that dragon and then just had fun with it. So it wasn't about, you know, will this be the best illustrated book on earth? It was more just about the sentimentality That's of the that second and stuff so
0: in my childhood <laughs> yeah I came out with the children's book I don't know maybe similar time frame I can't remember but my illustrations actually yeah. are pretty pretty rough <laughs> and then I had it I, I ran out of copies so I had it re-illustrated actually by a kid uh, she had just graduated from high school so oh, that was that. A, a really cool thing but you know I remember thinking as I looked through other children's books like, oh, this is good enough. You know, the illustrated books look so different. It can be what Absolutely. it is. And, and so I love that. I love that you just went for it and used your own. And then that's a jumping off point. It's actually really hard to find an illustrator. Um, I remember actually asking someone and, you know, they're booked out for however many years and it has to be with oh, a wow. publishing company. And, and so to be able to yeah. take the reins and to do it yourself and to say, this is adorable. It looks like any other kids book I've ever bought. Well, thank you. And then it's a jumping off point for all the other ones because you've illustrated all the other ones as well.
1: Yes. And it really, I think, I think that writing music, drawing your own illustrations, all those things come down to what makes you happy. I think whatever it is in life, if you try to go for something because you're trying to build an empire out of it and you're doing it Hmm. for other people only, that's when I think anyway, that you're going to be more disappointed with what you're doing because you you don't love it. I think yeah. when you do it for yourself first, like those drawings, you know, if I look at all those things, I'll see every single imperfection. You know, if I really look I'm like, oh, would someone like this? And it has to not be about that. I hope people enjoy it. I hope they see something they love in my work or hear something they love in my songs. But if I only think about other people in that sense, there is no such thing as perfection as we know. And so I have to do it for what brings me joy. And then I find that if it brings me joy and I'm doing all those things from a place of from a place of joy, that 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 comes through, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with Shout No, and I'm just going to touch on this really quickly. Shout No is it's the most crucial book that I wrote that I actually wrote the song first. And I wrote the song initially for that same little nature group, because I just got to thinking about, well, if I can teach through music, then maybe Mm -hmm. I can create a song to help kids know how to better understand what a tricky situation might look like, whether it's from a stranger, a friend, or sadly, a family Mm -hmm. member, um, and how to react. And so while the song was simple, it did, I mean, it did end up, in a running for a nomination through the independent music awards in 2019. But I kept wanting something for early readers and visual learners with that. And that's why I ended up doing the book because I thought this is, this is really important. And it's a difficult, to- it is a very difficult topic yeah. to try to do for extra little ones because it can't, you're not trying to frighten them. You're trying to educate them. Right. And that's a very hard line to, to walk. But I worked with a social worker some on that and just made sure that wording was correct with different things because I wanted it to be for every child, whether they come from a high-risk home or they're in between Mm. foster homes or they're, you know, in the affluent neighborhood down the street or whether they, you know, live rurally. And because, you know, danger does not discriminate. And that's a fact. Mm -hmm. And um. So I think that just like everything it is a tool I think I think educated toddlers become empowered teenagers mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and when we give them the right tools it doesn't mean we have to scare them and make them believe that everyone in the world can be tricky my goodness you know trust is a beautiful thing but the book talks about trust what it actually means um, it touches mm-hmm. on b- uh, body privacy different things but that book one, book awards. And congrats. Thank you. And that meant so much. And it's not just to be able to say like, oh, you know, I won book awards and that's lovely. But to me, for that book, especially that means it went through two completely different panels of judges who also found it relevant. Mm -hmm. And so that book, and I I do want to say this just in case anyone's interested, because that book, especially because of its crucial, crucial topic, I would never want Uh, someone to not be able to get it or hear it because Mm -hmm. of a lack of funds for a book. So it is free. It's a, it's a PDF, but it is a free PDF on my website. The song is free to download on the website. And um, so, you know, and there are activities, I have an activity printouts that you can use with your kids with that and everything. So um, yeah, so that's just a really important. And I find Mm -hmm. that parents do tend to shy away, especially when we're talking about friends and family being tricky. I mean, cause no one wants to, you know, yeah. I mean, no one really wants to talk about that or think that yeah. that could be true, but unfortunately that's actually the most often the case that's most often. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think this is just, it's a gentle jumping off point point, yeah. and it's Very meant to grow fair. with a child. So Very it's, fair. yeah. So that's my most important. And the other ones yeah. are just beautiful little friendship stories. And then the where is wild, actually speaking of Jennifer Pepito, because you were talking about her book, Mm -hmm. um, Jen reviewed that book and gave it some love as Mm -hmm. well as, um, you know, on Instagram, people will know her as Coley Ray, Nicole, um, yeah, yeah. adventure mom. She's amazing. And, um, she gave it some love and then Leah Bowden has as well. And,
0: Yeah, this is a beautiful this is a beautiful and this is very nature nature heavy so it's just a a gorgeous book going through all the different seasons and things at night and things um the starry sky and i love i you know and it's neat that you went down the path of illustrating your own thing and i think i think sometimes when those things happen then it empowers you to continue to do it Mm -hmm. and so i like the Way that you did the small gray go. And it looks thank like everything. You. Well, it looks like everything is cut out. Yes, what a cute idea.
1: That's, that's exactly how it's supposed to look. And that is exactly how I illustrated it. So I literally hand drew it and did that on paper mm-hmm. and it is cut out and I create, so it is, I wanted, I just really wanted that look with it. I wanted it to, to look cut and pasted throughout so that it wasn't just landscape. It was like little tidbits of it. So mm-hmm. thank you yeah. for noticing that.
0: Yeah, That's very cute. And I think a kid mm-hmm. would look at it and think I could, I think a kid would look at it and think, well, I should illustrate something and cut it out and put it on a cool background. So I'm oh, sure that, that it's could. a jumping off point for creativity for other people. Oh, it's I just so. Uh, so beautifully done. So
1: thank you, uh, Sarah. I love
0: all of this. So if people are interested in your books and your music, tell the listeners where's the best places for them to go to find it all.
1: Sure. So. For all the information, wildpicklepress.com is going to have it because there are some videos on there. There are uh, free nature guides on there. There are recipes on there. There's music. There's information on books, performances, and such. As far as the music goes, it is available on all music platforms. So if you already stream through Spotify or iTunes, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon, whatever it might be, you can find it there. You just have to search Sarah Ernst. So that's the only difference. I mean, I, I don't think anything would come up if they look for Wild Pickle Press on music because okay. it's under my name. So, yeah, Wild Pickle Press is only the website in the business. But um, look up Sarah, Sarah Ernst. Ernst.
0: is E-R-N-S-T and it's Sarah without an H.
1: Correct. So as long yes. as someone can spell my
0: name, <laughs> they can find it. They can find that. Uh-oh. And so many people yes. are already streaming music. So what a awesome opportunity to just to find those oh. things and the kids will love it. There's so many songs. And, and then one of the things that we talked about on your that's on your website is this information for the nature reluctant parent. Where yes. you're giving helpful tips for people that don't like the bugs and they don't like to hike and they're uncomfortable. Yes. They're out of their comfort zone.
1: Absolutely. I think it's really important because there are a lot of parents that no matter, you can't force people to, if they're truly afraid of insects and truly afraid of snake, those are real fears. And people who just don't like to sweat or get dirty. It's, it's truly, it's understandable, mm-hmm. but also you do have the power as parents In caregivers, you have the power to change the way your child's childhood looks. And, you know, this isn't someone may say, Well, my child does sports. We do sports all the time. They're always outside. And that's wonderful. This isn't anything against sports. But being connected to nature itself is about putting aside that routine. And that Mm -hmm. includes, to me, that includes sports because that is a routine. You're With a team, you're doing your thing. It's structured and -hmm. it's wonderful. But on the opposite side of that, nature itself lends, you know, it, it lends itself in such unexpected ways to learn and connect. And a parent who you have to be wild. I say this in the PDF and it's just an acronym. But wild, you have to be, first of all, willing. Mm-hmm. That's the first. If you're not willing, it's gonna go probably really <laughs> difficult, yeah. be a really difficult journey for you. And you have to be intentional, you mm-hmm. know. And you you have to be willing to learn and also discover. And if you're wild, you know, in that acronym, then it's gonna be okay. You can take small steps, even if it's just in your backyard at first. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You don't have to say okay i'm going to do this we're going to go to the remote place in the mountains and go camping you can get there if you want to just get your kids in nature and that guide it's just free it's a free read um just click and read it and it might help you with different ages resources everything
0: and i love that your songs are all about the simple things they're about the clouds they're about the bugs they're about the grasshoppers they're about the campfire so it's the simple yes. things that are out there, the constellations, the things that for the most part are accessible. So it's so beautiful. Yes. So Sarah, we're we're running out of time here, but you know, oh, we usually so end our, it's been wonderful. We usually end our podcast with a favorite outdoor childhood memory, but you shared that at the beginning. You talked about looking for gold and all that. So we're yes. gonna end this one <laughs> in a really special way. We're gonna end it with uh, one of your songs.
1: Yeah, and I think I think I'm going to end with nature buddies because even though there are some, there are some dads who will probably be listening out there and this can apply to you too. It just happens to have the word mamas in here. I think also with the whole nature reluctancy thing, I think when you, especially the mamas, when you are willing to be there in nature, truly be there, not just on your phone somewhere on the outskirts, but actually sit down in the grass with your child, actually go look for a bird nest. Really look at the leaves, get on the ground and search for those things, too. You are not only going to create a bond with your child that's very organic um, and based on wonderful and simple things, but they will remember it forever. I can promise that your child will remember when you got into the ground and looked for ants with them or whatever it is. And so this song is called Nature Buddies. Mama, take me to the river now, Mama, where land meets the water now, Mama. It doesn't matter, we'll wash off all that dirt and mama take me to the forest now mama where there are nests oh mama you are the best we'll listen to the sounds and mama chase me through the grass now mama we'll stop for a snack and mama we'll lay on our backs and watch the clouds flow by there's so much we can discover. We only need one another. I'll be your little explorer, and you'll always be my guide. So mama, take me in the moonlight, mama, where it shine a bright mama. Before we say goodnight, let's snuggle extra tight. Baby, we will discover, oh baby, we just need each other, oh baby, I love you forever, my nature buddy,
0: right, let's hold on
1: tight.
0: Oh, Sarah's so beautiful. <laughs> thank, thank you. This you. has been such a unique episode. I know people are going to just absolutely oh, love it. And um, I'm so thankful to have connected with you and to have you, um, to have these resources to use in our own family. And so thank you, Sarah, for sharing yourself with the world thank for, you so much <laughs> um, for this beautiful creativity you brought. And thanks for taking this time with us.
1: Oh, Thank you, Jane. This has been such a joy and a delight. Thank you so much for having me on and just letting me share my journey and chatting about these wonderful things with you. And I I really hope everyone will just take a different look, whether it's my work or someone else's, and just learn to incorporate these things a little bit more in their, in their, the childhoods that they are, you know, just cultivating
2: right now. So thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Sarah. So beautiful.